transmitted to the television. None of us could believe that what we had just seen had taken place. From that moment on, there have been a thousand different responses to what took place and what happened that day, 10 years ago today, 9-11-2001. On that day, the United States was attacked like no other since Pearl Harbor. 3,497 people lost their lives that day. Thousands of families were changed. Over 1,700 families never, ever received any remains. So have a sense, no closure to what took place that day. 3,051 children lost a parent. Countless memorial services have taken place then and many more today. For many, today stands as another reminder of pain, loss, and uncertainty. As a nation, we've become involved in two of the longest wars in our nation's history. Problem is, it's not always just a war against another country like we're familiar with in days gone by, but it's also a war against the philosophy of life, death, and hatred. And to be honest with you, at times it makes it difficult to know exactly who the enemy is, but one thing is for sure. Our world has changed. Church attendance soared after 9-11 as people sought answers and comfort, but sadly it didn't take long for attendance to go back to what many would have considered normal. Today, churches all across the country are holding special services, special events in New York City, special events in Pennsylvania, special events in the Pentagon. There are all kinds of ways that we could celebrate, all kinds of ways that we could mourn for what has taken place today and what will continue to take place and certainly what has taken place over the last 10 years. Two and a half months ago, I felt constrained as we began to know that September 11th this year was going to land on a Sunday. I felt extremely constrained to do something a little bit different. I found out now through the last few months that a number of churches are doing either similar to what we're doing today or almost exactly what we're doing today. But what I'd love for us to do today is to not only talk about what we have experienced and what has taken place and certainly make sure we remember those who were lost, but also to honor and recognize those who served on that day and really every day. On 9-11-2001, a lot changed. And many's lives were turned upside down forever. This morning I see one couple whose little boy was born 10 years ago today, on this very day, after waiting 10 years for a child. And their life obviously changed forever in a positive way. There's thousands of people across this country whose lives were changed dramatically that day who will never be able to look back on it without remembering what had taken place and what they certainly didn't understand. I'll never be able to answer all the questions. I'll never be able to answer all the uncertainty. One thing I know for sure, and that's what I stand on today, and that's what we'll share this morning at the end of the message. Today on this day, what I'd love for us to do as a church to join what I know a thousand other churches around this country are doing, and that is to honor those who serve that day and honor those who serve every day. On 9-11-2001, firemen, police officers, and first responders ran towards the building as opposed to running away. Over 400 of them lost their lives. First responders, police officers, Port Authority officers, firemen, and military people. 
Every day in our nation and communities, there are men and women who risk everything to keep us safe. Most, if not all of us, run from danger. They run to it. We run from gunfire. Some of them run towards it. Thousands enter the military, many in an effort to fight against that new enemy, most in an effort to keep us free from that kind of attack ever happening again. Believe it or not, after 9-11, I called three different entities myself to see what I could be a part of and where I could join. Sadly, in each of the three cases, I heard the classic, thank you very much, but you're too old. <laughs> and in each case, I heard it over and over again. So I tried to figure out what could I do? How could I respond? I was elected a constable in Winfield Township. I applied for a chaplain in the Pennsylvania State Police, went through training on a number of occasions, and a year ago after Mike was elected sheriff of Butler County, I was appointed a special deputy of Butler County Sheriff's Department. I'm not sure what the special part means. I, I'm still researching the special part. There are a lot of people who have given their lives and continue to do that on a regular basis to serve our country, serve a cause, and serve our communities that today I'd love to honor. I grew up in the era of Vietnam when our military men and women didn't come back to ribbons and parades. They came back to neglect and misunderstanding. We've learned a lot since then. Men and women today return now to applause and honor. Over 4,450 of them died in Iraq, and over 1,600 of them died in Afghanistan. Last night, on a military base in Afghanistan, a car bomb blew up, and 80 individuals suffered some damage as a result of that. And they continue to do that on a regular basis. There are those who serve on a regular basis who we would call heroes, and we honor them. I wear a band, it reminds me to pray for them. My wife wore a band in the Vietnam era to remind her to pray for a POW. But most of those who came back didn't receive honor and praise. They received neglect and misunderstanding. And still to this day, 45 to 50 years later, they still find themselves in those situations. There are a lot of us all across this room this morning who have sons and daughters, husbands and relatives, fiancés and friends serving in the military all across this land and around this world. Some that I know personally, Captain Jeff Nephew, Captain Sarah Fraser, Master Sergeant Jose Talamantes, Captain Jonathan Gardner, who this day, today, is in Afghanistan, First Lieutenant Luke Kasperi, Staff Sergeant Alan DeFricia, serves in our National Guard, who you may have seen here today, Army Reserve Specialist Trevor Hayes, Joseph Wendling, Nathan Tagg, Dan Roxbury, Kevin Gilgore, Thomas O'Brien, Joseph Hodak, Ryan Fried, Stanley Call, Melissa Birch, just to name a few of those who in our audience serve on a regular basis, not only in capacities as the National Guard and the Army Reserves, but in active wartime areas all across this land. Captain Jeff Nephew is preparing a special ops in a place that no one even knows. Even his wife doesn't know exactly where he's at today. And people like that, and many more like that, all across this land and all across this audience have people who serve in those kind of capacities all around this world. Just out of curiosity, how many of you this morning either know the ones that I've mentioned, have a connection with them, or are related to someone who's serving in the military actively now around the world? Raise your hands. Wow. Look across. Look around the room for a moment. There's a lot of connections. There's a lot of people, men and women, who are 
willing to lay down their lives, willing to sacrifice their all to be able to allow us to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy this morning. Bob prayed about a moment ago the freedoms that we have here in this nation and around the world. I am absolutely one of the proudest people you can imagine to lay my passport down and say I'm a citizen of the United States of America. With all of its problems and all of its flaws, you ought to take the opportunity to travel around the world a little bit to other nations and other countries only to find out how blessed we really are. And how amazingly blessed we are that people like those that I mentioned and many more who raised their hands this morning are serving in capacities in our military around the world. And we're honored to call them friends. We're honored to call them a part of our church family. And we're honored to pray for them and remind ourselves to pray for them on a regular basis. But we also have men and women who serve in a number of capacities that sometimes, with all of our honors and all of our parades, and all of our banners and all of our ribbons that sometimes get overlooked. I couldn't have higher praise for the military. For every branch of the armed services that serve on a regular basis. There's not a parade that goes by or an event that takes place. Or a military honor that happens or a missing man. Hmm, missing man formation for the Air Force that I've participated in too many times. That I'm not welled up with emotion. And I honor those who serve. We have a lot of men and women who serve in a number of capacities that sometimes are forgotten or overlooked who as well lay down their lives on a regular basis day after day to serve their families and to serve their community. Firefighters, police officers, first responders, EMTs. Firemen in many cities around the country are employees of the city. Butler City currently has 19 full-time and four part-time firefighters. But in most communities around the country, there are men and women who are volunteers who have regular jobs and responsibilities. When the whistle blows, they set it all aside, and they risk their lives to fight a fire at someone else's home and someone else's property. They respond to accidents and arsons, brush fires and building fires, and absolutely everything in between. There's an amazing rush that goes with that. The opportunity to serve your community. In our very first church, my wife and I were active firefighters in Summerhill Township Volunteer Fire Department. That hat is actually hers. She was the only woman at that time who was an active firefighter. I didn't let her go into burning buildings. I only let her serve in the refilling of the cascade system so that they could have air tanks to go in. But she and I both served and loved the men we served with. One hundred of them are killed every single year fighting fires in someone else's home and in someone else's property. And this morning, in a few moments, we want to honor them. Police officers take a lot of bad rap and take a lot of heat. But I'm telling you, they lay it on the line every single day. I've had some bad sermons throughout my life, but no one's shooting at me that I know of. But these guys laid on the line every single day. In this last year, an article in USA Today, August 2011, there was a 32% increase in police officers being killed by gunfire from the same time last year. Almost 40% of police officers who were fatally shot this past year were slain in an ambush, surprised by a suspect with a firearm. Some ordinary traffic stops where an individual pulls out a weapon and fires at the police officer in an unexpected way, all the way to what happened in Pittsburgh in April of 2009. For most officers that I've talked to throughout the years, the thing they fear the most, believe it or not, 
domestic situations. Coming to a home that they have a lot of uncertainty about, things that they're not really expecting to take place. And most of the ones that I've talked to would almost do anything else other than literally run toward the gunfire, except to go into a domestic situation when there is so much anger and so much animosity that no one knows for certain who will come out alive. We have a number of police officers who regularly attend Community Alliance Church. I'm not sure, to be really honest with you, in the Butler area, but we probably have one of the largest contingencies of Pennsylvania State Troopers here in our congregation. Captains and corporals and sergeants and CERT officers. CERT is the SWAT division of the Pennsylvania State Police. It stands for Special Emergency Response Team. One specifically that I'm a good friend with and did his wedding, Jason Twilliger, and his friend Don Sankey, who also attends here once in a while, were activated by the Secret Service. And today and yesterday, they are in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, protecting two presidents. And we're honored to know that they are in those kinds of situations. Captain Gary Schuler, who just recently retired, Corporal Dean Lawrence, Trooper John Kranikovich, Sergeant Rachel Graham, and others like them I know across this community, especially specifically in this area. Nationally, over 150 of them are killed every single year. Every 54 hours, somewhere in America, a law enforcement officer dies in service to his community. Pennsylvania State Police Officers, Butler Township Police, the Sheriff's Department, there are a number of them that are a part of our church family this morning. And in a few moments when I recognize them and honor them, I want you to remember them. And I want you to remember to pray for them on a regular basis. Many of us have reminders to pray for those in the military. I would love to know that you're praying for one of those who are serving in some of these capacities and praying for them on a regular basis, that God will protect them as they serve our community and our nation. EMTs, ambulance services, respond to some of the most diverse situations anyone could imagine. Everything from a heart attack to a suicide, from a car crash to an explosion, from beatings to horrible accidents. Serving on a fire department years ago, I remember every time an ambulance call came out and then we were asked to join them, we recognized that we were going to an accident. It was extremely uncertain as to what you would face. Whether it would be an accident or a suicide, assisting one of them in those capacities, I was reminded very early in ministry that they face some of the most unbelievably diverse situations almost anyone can imagine, as any officer does, knowing or unknowing what they're going to face as they do. Many of them have no idea what they're going to deal with when the siren blows and the whistle goes and the lights come on and they take off to a given situation. But some of them, honestly, as I stand here today, deal with some of the most unbelievably difficult circumstances you could possibly imagine. Four years ago, when I wanted to be a chaplain for any particular police department before I applied to be a part of the Pennsylvania State Police Chaplaincy Program, I went through training here in our community at one of the local churches, brought in a chaplain training service who was an active police officer in one of the departments in New Jersey and we spent three days looking at videos as to some of the things these men face. I talked to the friends that I know in the police departments and I said I've seen all that you have seen but never to the extent that you've seen it. Every once in a while I've got a baby dedication and a wedding to balance out my life. On most cases you see the absolute worst of human nature and the absolute worst of humanity. You can't even fathom in your mind until you watch the videos and experience what some of them have or maybe even talk to someone to realize the diversity of what they face on a regular basis. 
In many cases, they see things that you and I probably will never see. One of the things you may not think about with EMTs is something we'd like to correct this morning or at least help support. Most of the time, you know, when a police officer goes toward gunfire, he most likely, and I certainly hope all of them do, have a ballistic vest like this so that they are protected. The sad part of it is many of those that are shooting at them know they have a vest and they go for other parts of the body, but they at least make sure they have this on on a regular basis. And if you're married to one of them, I'm sure that you ask your husband or your daughter, your wife, to wear one of these on a regular basis to make sure before they walk out of that door to head to the unknown that they wear one of these. And most officers do. Most departments provide these. Many officers buy them on their own so that they can make sure they have one. One of the things in preparing for this day, I found out a couple of weeks ago that our emergency medical technicians, those EMTs that regularly serve on that particular capacity, don't wear one of these. Most of them are on the back lines, but as I talked to a few of them, They said, I'm telling you, if one of our brother police officers goes down, we're going in. And most of them don't have this. One actually wanted one so bad that he bought one off of a retired police officer so that he made sure when he was in those kind of situations that he would be able to be covered. What we did this week, and what I'm going to ask Stephanie to do, if she would come up this morning representing the Butler Emergency Services, Butler Ambulance Services, I want to present Stephanie a check. Now, she's going to give it back to me so that I can do this in the second service. <laughs> but Stephanie, I do want to thank you for what you do and what you do on a regular basis. And on behalf of Community Alliance Church, I want to present you and your organization with a check so that you can buy two of these. Thank you. And you can be protected when you go in situations that are very uncertain and unpredictable. Thank you, thank you for being here. One of our police officers, Nathan, and I were working on a particular project. He said, you know, we have guns and weapons and all those kind of things, and when we're done with the bad guy, we throw him in an ambulance and we say, here, you take him somewhere. And he said, it's so great to know that some of these will be protected in those kind of capacities as well. One of the most well-known biblical statements is one that maybe many of you have heard on a regular basis. It comes from John 15, when Jesus said, greater love has no one in this than he laid down his life for his friends. Many call those who serve in capacities like these that we've mentioned a moment ago heroes because they understand that kind of commitment to God, their country, and their communities. You're not only willing to sacrifice your life for a friend, what amazes me is that you're willing to lay down your life for your career, for a cause, and for your country. And this morning on behalf of Community Alliance Church and a lot of people around the Butler County area, we just want to recognize you and thank you. So this morning, if you would do me a favor and I've got some ushers that are going to come with me right now to the stage. And we're going to give you just a small token of one of the things that we think are probably the most important thing that you can ever have in the capacity in which you serve. So if you were a fireman this morning in any capacity at all, if you would stand for a moment so that we can recognize you and honor you, would you come this way? A fireman all across. Come on, guys. Come on down. All right. Any more over here? Gentlemen, take one of these and make sure you get it to one of those. Gentlemen, thank you. Ladies, thank you. (laughs) 
Thank you, gentlemen, very, very much, and ladies for being here this morning. One of these may save your life. I'm guaranteeing you this will change your life, and it will change your life for all eternity. If you're an emergency medical technician, someone drives in an ambulance service, and you are here this morning, would you stand for a moment? I know a couple of you have already done that. Steph, would you do that? But if you're here in one of those capacities, Tom, I know, is around somewhere. Some of you are obviously serving in multiple capacities. Thank you. And uh, gentlemen, Tom, I know you're here. Gentlemen, keep coming down and make sure they get one of those as well. Thank you. If you are a police officer in any capacity, Butler Sheriff's Department, Pennsylvania State Police, Butler Township Police, Butler City Police, one of the local township police, if you are one of those in the police force or a police officer in any capacity, would you please stand this morning? John? John and I have been friends for a long, long time, almost 16 years that I've been here. Rachel Graham, Sergeant Rachel Graham in the Pennsylvania State Police, and I have been friends ever since I came here 16 years ago. Had the privilege and honor of being able to be a part of the ceremony when she received her lieutenant bars, serving in the United States Marine, and now she's serving in the Pennsylvania State Police, and have already in the last few years gone to the rank of sergeant, and Detective Sergeant Nathan Teslick. And I've known each other, and you're going to hear his story in a few moments this morning as to why his relationship and mine are special as well. On behalf of the people of this county, the people of this community, and this church, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your service to this community, to your nation, and to your cause. Your willingness to lay down your life for people that you may not even know as friends, and your willingness to risk it all is something we honor this morning. For military men and women all across this world who will receive a, a lot of accolades and a lot of honor, and we're delighted and honored to be able to do that as well. But this morning, we want to make sure that you understand how valuable you are to our community and how delighted we are that you're willing to serve in the capacity in which you do. And we're honored in many, many cases to call you friends. Every, Thank you. Every single Sunday, we come here to celebrate the greatest sacrifice of all. We sang this morning about that amazing sacrifice that God was willing to make. The sacrifice of one who was willing to lay down his life so that all of us could have life forever. The sacrifice that God made by giving his son, Jesus Christ, knowing that Jesus gave up all the splendor and majesty of heaven to come to earth. Born in a barn in a lonely night in Bethlehem, lived an amazingly perfect life, taught us how to live and taught us how to love, and laid down his life so that anyone who received him could have the privilege of forgiveness, guidance, grace, and the promise of eternal life. What fascinates me about God, of the thousand things that he offers us, I know I deserve none of it, but he continues to offer it on a regular basis. He offers us hundreds of things. 
day after day after day for those who are willing to lay down their lives, just simply honor their, offer themselves freely to him. He gave it all so that we could have life and have it forever. Three things I just simply want to talk to you about this morning that he offers of all the things that God grants us. The first is simply forgiveness. I say it simply because it's an amazing gesture, but to me it's one of the most amazing things that God offers us on this side of eternity. Now, I don't know about you, but no matter how bad my past was, if I had the chance to have it all wiped clean and start all over again, I would take it. No matter how bad my past is, in Jesus, that can be a weight that I no longer have to carry around. That when I come to faith in Christ, I can have my past, no matter what I've done or where I've been or how bad it is, completely erased. And in Jesus, I have the chance to starting all over again. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had the opportunity to have my whole past wiped away, and so that I didn't have to carry that weight around with me any longer, I'd take it. And that's exactly what God offers us every time he offers us faith in Christ. The second thing that he offers us is guidance and protection. Someone to talk to when I desperately need those, in those kinds of situations, in a situation when I'm facing unknown circumstances, being on duty all night, going into a battle of uncertainty. I'd want to know that if I'm going into those situations of the unknown and the uncertain, that I've got a God, the God of the universe, that I can call on for help and protection. I'd want to know that when I'm going into those uncertain circumstances, when I'm not sure how I'm going to come out or if I will come out, I would want to know that I can call not only on a friend, I can call not only on my partner, I can call not only on my commander, I can call on the God of the universe to help me and protect me. I'd want to take opportunity to do that if I didn't have that. The third thing that he offers us is eternity. If I'm in a career that faces life and death situations every single day and the possibility of my own death, I'd want to know where I stand with God. And I'd want to know that well before I face that situation. 9-11 reminded us that none of us know how long we have on this earth and when our time will be. Not a person that day that went into the Pentagon, not a person that boarded one of those four airplanes, not a person that went into the World Trade Center that day that thought today was going to be the last day of their lives. And obviously it's a vivid reminder that none of us know that for sure. But I'm telling you, if I'm serving in a capacity where I want to make sure that I have someone to walk with me and to guide me, Someone to be with me in every single circumstance of, the, of life and every single unknown circumstance, and I know that I can call on the God of the universe, I'm going to take advantage of that. And if I'm in a career that faces life and death every day and the possibility of my own death, I'd want to know well before I walk into that situation where I stand with God. And that this morning, of all the things we could give you and all the things we could do for you, is what we offer you, the absolute greatest gift of all. Forgiveness, protection, and eternity. Like no one else or nothing else on this planet can ever offer you other than what Jesus can. This morning, I want to share with you a story. Because all of us in this audience have a story. Every single one of us have one. And this morning, I want a friend of mine to share with you his story. And then I'll come up and close. 
On April 4th, 2004, I was on duty as a police officer. I was dispatched to a single vehicle crash on Hanson Avenue. Part of my job was just to direct traffic and maintain the flow of traffic and keep pedestrians away from the downed wires. I was enjoying the sunset. It was beautiful, nice cool evening. I wasn't stressed out. I wasn't in a crisis. I wasn't hurting. I was on top of my game. I was a, the perfect call. I looked up and the electric company serviceman was on his way over to talk to me. There's something different about this guy. He kept showing up on emergency calls and uh, would always talk to me, always made small talk. Uh, never said anything to me about Jesus Christ or about God. He asked me if he could ask me a question. And I said, absolutely, but he didn't ask me a question. He, he made a statement. He stated, I think we have the same father. He slammed me with that because I, was, I thought he was going to ask me about the Steelers or something. You know? <laughs> and he hits me with this. Uh, for about the next three days, I wanted to know what happened to me, why it happened, and what, what was going to happen from this point out. I tracked this guy down and I talked to him. He asked me to come to church, asked me to come to small group. And after about six months, I finally broke down and, and gave in. And I thought, well, maybe if I come to church one time, he'll leave me alone. I'd never met Pastor Denny, and on this evening I agreed to come to Community Alliance and meet him and talk to him. I had a lot of questions that needed answered. Um, I sat down, he walked into the room, and I thought, this can't be Pastor Denny. <laughs> uh, he introduced himself, and I thought, wow, this is, this is different. This is, this is real. Yeah, I told him my story, and then I asked him a whole bunch of questions. I didn't know what happened at death. I wasn't sure what happened after death. I worried about being good enough to get into heaven. I used to stand in the mirror and put my vest on every day before my tour of duty. And as I put that vest on, in my mind I could visualize bullets missing the vest and striking my body. And that really concerned me. After my commitment to Christ, those concerns went away. After I talked to Pastor Denny, I started to attend uh, a small group session uh, once a week with a bunch of other guys. I found out I wasn't the only one that had experiences and had questions and needed answers. And after about six months, I came to a church service. After my first church service, I was hooked. Uh, I, I couldn't believe the experience. Uh, it's just not what I grew up with. Uh, it's not what I've been exposed to before. I couldn't believe it was just a regular church service. And I knew at that point that this was the place to be. You always hear about people being in that low spot. And I wasn't. I was, I was up here. I had a beautiful wife, great family. She has her own business. Everything was great. And it's like, how can it get better? And all of a sudden, wham. It does. Now, I love to tell my story. I love to tell other people about Jesus Christ and love to invite them here and get them involved in the Word like I am. I'm Nathan Teslick, a police officer, and this is my story. I want to pray with you this morning. 
take you to bow your heads and phrase that you traditionally may hear in some services. I want you to close your eyes. I'd love to, not only as I conclude this morning, pray for those that serve all around this world and serve in our community. I'd love if you need to meet this morning, pray for you. I'd love to pray for you personally. As I said a moment ago, there are so many unbelievable things that God offers us. But the greatest gift of all is His Son, Jesus Christ. And the greatest gift of that is to know that no matter what happens in this world, with as uncertain as it is, when I know Christ is my Savior, the moment I leave this world, I'll see Him face to face. And that's the greatest gift of all. It's the greatest gift God could offer us. That's the greatest thing we could offer you. If you're one of those here this morning who is really uncertain about their future, I'd love to pray for you. But with no one looking around, we don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. We're not going to make you come forward. We're not going to put you in an awkward situation. But if you're one of those this morning who is really uncertain about your future, and I can pray for you, specifically as I close, I won't mention your name. But if I can pray for you, would you raise your hand? And I'll pray for you, and I know more than anything, God will see you, and he'll know what you need, and he'll speak to your heart. All right. Any others? All right, let's pray. Lord, again, on this day, 10 years ago, a lot changed. One thing that didn't change was your amazing love, your incredible gift, your in unbelievable grace, and the offer you freely give to us and offer us eternal life. And so this day, 10 years later, we honor those who serve in this community and around this globe. Could never mention them by name with all of those that serve in the military around the world in so many different capacities and so many branches, so many that serve in the reserves. For these police officers who serve in so many different capacities in our community and in Butler County, EMT workers that we have honored this morning, firemen, firewomen who are willing to sacrifice it all without even thinking because the whistle was blown and duty calls and they go. And so, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus and by the power of the cross that you will please bless and protect them. Watch over them as they carry out their duties, as they continue to serve this community and this county. Obviously, hundreds of thousands of them around this country, but these specifically this morning, the serve Butler City, Butler Area, Butler Township, and Butler County. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will protect them. Use them in unusual ways to touch the lives of those they work with and relate to on a regular basis. Those that they serve alongside, their partners that may not know what they know. Please protect them, we pray. For these here this morning who are uncertain about their future, that it honestly raised their hand before you and said, I don't know where I stand, but I want to know. I pray right now in the name of the Father that you by your spirit will speak into their heart and soul as they simply and honestly confess their needs to you and recognize they're a sinner in need of a Savior and you're the only Savior there really is. And if they'll speak to you and they'll confess their needs before you and they'll receive you as Savior this morning. 
You will change their lives forever as a result of today. Not because we memorialize an event or honored some people that we love and, and adore, but because we recognize that you are life and life alone. And you are everything we need here and for eternity. And so as they receive you this morning, allow their lives as Nathan's here this morning to make an amazing transition as they recognize they have freedom in you and they can live forever. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so very much for being here this morning.